Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nunes Nunchi podcast. So excited to introduce to you Rohan Yoon, known as Yoon Sem, on his social media and Yubito. He's the founder of Yubito, which I can't wait to hear about, but he's also on YouTube as Yoon Sem. And boy, I cannot wait to introduce you to him if you don't know him already, because he's super cool, teaches Korean which everybody wants to learn. Okay, not maybe not everybody, but just a lot of folks, <laughs> especially if you're a K-pop and K-drama fan, K-culture and Korean food. We'll talk about that. So Yun Sam or Yun Sam, sorry. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm, I'm so proud to be here in here. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so uh, I, I just want to share to everybody how I first discovered you. Um, when I, you know, started Nunas Nunchi, of course, I'm going to follow everything that relates to K-dramas, K-pop, Korean culture. And you came up and when, when you came up, it's not just your Instagram came up and you were just, uh, there was information you were talking and you're mm-hmm. very, you know, you, you have a vibrancy about you. And then I went to your YouTube. I'm like, oh, wow. I really like the way he is teaching. But then I also love the way you connect Korean language to culture and um, make it relatable because Uh K-dramas, K-pop, a lot of non-Asians, non-Koreans have come to love it. So I feel like Uh those posts that you did were very relatable. So that's how I, and then I was like, I reached out to you, right? And so it's super excited to have you here. So let's get started. First of all, I'd love to hear about you. Um, I know where you're based, but let's tell the viewers, listeners, where you are based and how did you start Yubito? Okay. (laughs) So I'm born and grown up in Korea, and uh, until I graduated my university and I finished my military service, and I happened to be, uh, during the uh, university, I happened to have a great opportunity to be exposed to um, English country culture. So that's where I pick up a little bit of English, and I've been to a couple of different cult- uh, countries that have been uh, speaking English, so I pick up that language skill. And I came back home and to Korea and I start my work daily life and, you know, just typical daily working life in Korea. And I realized that that's not how I want my carry on my life here. So I decided looking for other opportunities out there. And that's where I started all my journeys. And I, I just quit my job after working in six months in Korea after graduation. And then although it was pretty good, um, you know, good job. And then, um, yeah, start. I mean, just pack and pack and go. Really, I packed and go, and just uh, stay stay in some places. I started my journey in Thailand. Somehow, I, I don't know why I flew to Thailand. My parents are like dying to stop me from going there. <laughs> and then I started uh, my journey, and I was working there as an engineer because I'm an uh, actually a uh, 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 double degree holder, mechanical engineering and and the robotics engineering. So that during the time that Thailand was having some um, like um, manufacturing floors to be built uh-huh. that importing all the machineries from coming from Korea. And that was a perfect fit for me to be there to be interpreta- interpretations and then being able to understand the engineering part and es- establishing entire the manufacturing floor from all the way from Korea to settle down in Thailand. That's how I started my journey of obviously uh, the, the career path, in fact. But that's a, like a little bit of my me being uh, engineering part. And then slowly, there is a time that, uh, you know, the big first K wave happened. The Winter Sonata and all these things and oh, that yeah. big, big dramas came in. Yeah, <laughs> and all my colleagues, I mean, like Thailand and uh, other, other, I mean, some of other uh, countries, uh, the friends here in Thailand was asking me, "Can you please teach Korean language? Maybe just, it's okay. You don't have to be a perfect, but you just teach me somehow what you, whatever you know." And then I, I started to teach a bit here and there, and because of me being a programmer, because of engineering and understanding how machine works and stuff. And I started like dissecting the, the, the language in a way and teaching them in a, in a very, very systematic way of learning. Yes. And how the language, how human interpret, I mean, it, it like a, the communicate with the machines and computer, like a programming basis, a syntax base and the stuff like this. Wow. And some of that, that worked I mean, for my, my colleagues. And they say that, wow, this is, 
from a new way. I've never, never seen such method before. And then I slowly, I realized, okay, it, it really went boom. And all my colleagues said, like, even any of CEO coming down to the company, it was not as big as my crowd <laughs> learning Korean from me. <laughs> wow. And this is still and, in Thailand now, right? You're still in Thailand at this point. Yeah, 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 Thailand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I start to move. I mean, I, I after my the work done, as in building the manufacturing floor, and then all the assembly has been completed. And then they put me in another position, which I don't, I didn't have any interest in on. And then I'm more like the sales part. And then, which actually sort of like sent me, sending me a signal that uh, you're no longer required in this position anymore because it's all done. So I started looking for another job in overseas and yeah, that's how I started. And that's the way I started landing on a couple of different countries in Singapore and Malaysia. And Malaysia was um, was quite promising and they got me a lot of projects and because they wanted to set up some, um, during the time I was like, uh, was pioneer, one of the frontier member who set it up the call center in Malaysia who supports a Korean customer. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it used to be a Korean call center was located in Korea. Right. And they want to, because of the cost effectiveness, and they move out from the Korea and move everything in the global center in Malaysia. I did. So well, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. And then there's like, like perfect matching that me being outside and then doing all sort of like mm -hmm. interpretations and setting up these things. And it's, this company happened to be a, also a manufacturing company. So, oh yeah, Rohan, you you seem very perfect fit here, and they put me here and setting up the the companies. But uh, they put me in the very low level, which is just call center agent. But I don't look down at call center agent because I I wanted to start something new in the very beginning because the, during the Thailand era, mm -hmm. I was way too high, putting in the high positions where I was very young. I was a GM that time. So I was like, oh, no, I'm not at that level of uh, handling this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But they, because of position and I have to act like a GM and general managers <laughs> and act like this. But I, I forgot about the low, the, you know, bottom part of it. So I, I thought of like myself, uh, maybe I should start from the ground again. Interesting. Yeah, and then I start from the ground and call center agents. Of course, because of the experience in Thailand, Mm -hmm. And I start seeing things differently for my managers, managers, and managers, managers start to notifying, noticing me as in, you're not a call center agent material. <laughs> they actually said that you're not call center material. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should come up and do more things. And then I start having some kind of discussions of how the organization should be look like. And then in more like more, more towards that angle. And slowly, uh, after I established a bit of uh, my career path, and then again, my, my colleagues, hey, Rohan, I, saw, I heard you doing something like this back then in Thailand. Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, I didn't really in, in actively promoting myself and being a Korean language teacher, but my colleague found out that I did this one in Thailand. So I did it, and I started again in Malaysia. And that's how everything just went boom. Yubito, what does that mean? Yeah, so Yubito was started as because of me teaching Korean language for seven years in Malaysia, just an underground. It was just some behind the scene, behind the curtains. Okay, whoever wants to learn, I, I will teach you. Yeah, and, uh, that, and I'm just you said underground, so I'm imagining like everybody really like under the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said it. I, it know? wasn't so officially. I'm doing it. So, sure. And then uh, my my manager managers asked me, oh, hey, Rohan, I think you're getting way bigger. <laughs> so asked me to uh, start my my um, you know one night businesses in here and trying to see how it works and how the reactions are happening here. And I, I did it and opened up some kind of, uh, we call it, I'm in based in Penang, by the way. So, so I started Penang Korean class. Yes. Yeah, Penang Korean class. So we call yeah. it PKC, right? PKC. Ah. And then I I owned the businesses and started slowly doing things and here and there. And um, that has been like a two years, after two years, and I realized that on oh, the way I teach the systemic ways is working. Mm. But that is not, 
everything of learning Korean language. Slowly looking at all the cultural stuff as in, oh, language is not, not a knowledge. Language is a practice, not a knowledge that you need to acquire in your brain and just keep it in your head and just do what you need to do. It's, it's, a, it's different from the coding from that moment. And I'm looking at the cultural ways. And, and okay, this has to be immersive of learning. Only then people get to practice it, people get to mastering it. After that, I realized, oh, this is not about my job anymore. It is no longer me doing it alone. There's no way that I can do this anymore myself. Yeah. I started looking yeah. at the um, uh, bigger scope of it, how we can do this together with the rest of other people who is in passionate enough to teach Korean language to other people. Mm-hmm. So that's where the Uvito was born. Okay. It's no longer PKC. PKC is just me being there in teaching Korean. But now I'm looking at the bigger scope of how other people can get involved in doing what I'm doing and teaching as in like teaching Korean is not, not knowledge, teaching Korean as a practice and bring that things in, in their lifestyle. So that's how Yubito was set up and had started having a lot of different uh, the teachers around the world and having on board and teaching what I'm doing, exactly the same thing. But of course, not to say exactly the same thing because I do respect how they other people teach, but then I do create some platform where they can jump on it and then start doing what they need to do. And then we collaborate each other, how you teach, how you guys teach, and what is the effective way of learning. And then we do collaborations with each other among the teachers and then we share the methods and stuff like this. So that's where Yubito was born and it was like great and exciting journey from I think two years ago. It was like, I know I knew that it was it's not gonna be it's it's gonna be a rocky journey because no one does that before. And then I I'm not a to be precisely, I'm not an Korean education like a the degree holder. I sure. never learned anything like this. But you're an engineer, so you know how to, I guess, design. Right? Yeah. And build right. architect. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. And slowly I built the model by model piece by piece and put them all together. Now I become sort of like a social platform for education for Korean language for now. Okay, so it's it's that first of all, I love the introduction and um hearing about your journey. And I love that I didn't even know you came from an engineering background, but it makes sense to me though. It does make sense, right? So, and then you're saying it's not knowledge, acquiring knowledge. It's a practice, yeah. right? So like kind of, you have to immerse yourself in it. Now yes, your teachers, right. how many teachers do you have on your platform? At this moment, we have uh, beside me around eight, eight people coming on board, came on board and do what they need to do day, wow. day, day in, day out. Yeah. But of course, yeah. looking for more other teachers uh, abroad and um, because we were I mean, sort of like, I mean, it's a good side of my businesses. And then we were been, we've been highlighted by Kenan government and the Malaysian government. And they see some potential of bring, bring this business model forward to other language and other uh, education systems. So they see yeah. and ask me some uh, little bit of adjustments in here and to uh, adapt to the other things, other materials and other subjects. So we've been working on that part of it and see how other languages coming on board together to teach. Because Malaysia is pretty good, interesting countries. We have multi-languages, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. not only Korean, they would, there are a lot of people wish to learn um, their own dialects and stuff, like Chinese, Mandarin, and Malay. They want to do their thing, but they, it's just no, no platform where they can gather together to teach and learn at the same time. Right. That's amazing. So you're saying your platform, Yubito, could actually be expanded to to other languages and become kind of like that. Uh, I don't know the template to, to yeah, do yeah. all of that. That is so cool. That's right. That's right. Um, wow. And so I agree. I mean, I really like that because I think you learning a language, right? You learn it in school. In the U.S., you're required before graduating from high school to learn languages, right? But it's just, yep. like you said, acquiring knowledge. You're just trying to graduate and learn it. Yeah, yes, that's right. And so I went, I'll give you an example of how I know your method of, of immersing yourself and practicing it well, or, or making it a practice. Well, I went all, all the way in Spanish. 
Like, I think I, I was so advanced in Spanish, but I, I could still probably, of course, understand. And, but I used to read these really difficult novels, but if you don't practice, it's gone. Yeah, that's so right. I remember yeah. thinking, oh, I understand what they're saying. Oh my gosh, all my years of study, not a waste, but almost a waste. Because right. I, I, I don't, I really right now don't have a use for Spanish, really. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, so that's kind of sad. And then I am Korean and I don't practice it. Uh, but when I do, it comes. It can be comes yeah, back, right? It comes right? natural it comes and you get, you get excited. And, um, uh, but again, I'm not immersed in it always. I have to go to Korea yeah. to be immersed really, and be forced. That's true. So I would love to hear, because I think you told a lot about your platform, but then when you said what you're doing is working to teach the language, can you break it down more? Because it sounds like your engineering brain did (laughs) something. And I want to know, because you know why? I want the listeners, uh, so many people, let's talk about how it got so popular, Korean Mm -hmm. language. I know everybody wants, not everybody, a lot of people want to (laughs) learn Korean. So how would they come to you, your your platform and what okay. would make them learn it? So how we did it and divide into a few different sectors as we put it as learn, practice, experience. We call it LPE internally. L is learn, practice is a practice. Learn is basically acquire knowledge. You definitely need to sure. somehow need to find yes. a way that you acquire knowledge. Yes. And the practice is where you need to, you know, really test it out your, what you have learned in the classroom, in the real life. And the experience is where you can immerse, immerse your learning into a cultural way. So h- how I started was like, a, I teach long time ago, back then long, when it's initial stage, I teach them and I be there to having a conversation with them. I invite all my Korean friends be in the same platform at the same time Okay, grab whoever they're available and go and talk to talk to my friends. Oh, okay. And then that is how they started and discussions. And then third is an experience where before Corona, COVID, and then we, I brought all my students all the way to Korea and stay there. One of the, you know, one of my, uh, my friends' friends are farm and stay in the farm and do what they need to do. They follow their day, daily routines and their farmer's routines and go and harvest things and even making kimchi together with the local people and oh. gathering all these things. Yeah, that, that's sort of like, um, yeah, there's end-to-end processes. And then after that, coming back, after experiencing all these things in Korea, coming back here, it, it, because, because of that, that that the excitement brings all the motivation back to you. They come back to Malaysia and start again. Oh, yeah, back in Korea, that there's a this kind of discussions that happen, and how I can apply this one in a real life. I mean, in in the classroom, what is the best way to acquire this? And they can start to imagining. Oh, I learned this. I can utilize that in the conversation with this this uh, uncle or auntie in Korea <laughs> and they can relate it somehow back to back what is learning uh, what is being taught in class is being in a real life situation so they can in and out in and out and they have a lot of practice in between so our, that's how we divide into two and that's a little bit of the deeper level of learn part actually we do separate it and a lot of practices we call it L-E-V-S or um, GRW, which we call it Labs Grow, L-E-V-S-G-R-W, which is a language, it's a split into seven different pillars, which I, I came up with it, I maybe it just, I someone always know, everybody knows about it, but just maybe because of engineering background, <laughs> and someone do the, like, uh, you know, split into uh, seven different pillars, which is language, listening, expressions, mm-hmm. um, vocabulary, speaking grammar reading and writing ah love it oh wow so we split into seven different angles to attack the language especially for korean language and i share this concept with many of the many other uh, language teachers they do agree that yeah this it works this system works for many other languages as well so anyway, that's the last growth things that we break into. Uh, my class is basically a split into a few different pillars. Okay, today we will speak, uh, we will practice and um, we will be learning about L and B mm-hmm. or 
next day we do the the e and grammar something mm-hmm. something like this so we do have like a round of to- making a tour L- left scroll left scroll left scroll within the learn and that's uh-huh. where they can resonate it themselves oh ah this expression that is a relevant to the grammar that I learned here. And that is relevant to the situation they were in before. Wow. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be beginning level, maybe I'll be intermediate, but the, yeah. you're 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 talking about a whole experience. Yes, that's you know, right. um, like you said, because you have to be able to use it in real life conversations yeah. and yeah. Wow. So that's the whole thing, right? Your learning language, actually language is not a knowledge, as I mentioned, right? Yeah. It's language is a tool. What's a tool? What is, when do you use a tool? Tool for you in, in, in a real, real life. And it, when is a tool is being worse, it's being used only when right. it's become u- use, useful, right? Yes. yes. This is, you put in the, you put in the garage, the tool is in the garage and nobody uses it. It, it doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. your learning language. You're buying a, a, a you know, a driver mm-hmm. and you put it in the garage. Mm-hmm. What's, what's mm-hmm. the point? What's the you point? Right. I gotcha. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. So um, I have to ask, okay, so then obviously you're based in Malaysia and it's, but I'm sure you've seen uh, the growth uh, and interest in Korean language. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're noticing uh, in your industry as a, a, I would say Korean language, you know, um, I don't know what you call yourself, educator, right? Educator, yeah. even though you're an educator and engineer. What's it been look mm-hmm. like the past several years since the boom of BTS, K-drama, Squid <laughs> Game? Tell me what you're noticing. Yeah. BTS is a, actually a third wave, a fourth wave. But yeah, that wave actually started all the way maybe back in 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was involved in maybe a, um, after two or three years and the big wave had already started. Yeah, the, big, the first wave was what? What was the first wave with the K-pop? I, I, after, K-pop? Yeah, I'm thinking after Satyaji, you're talking not Satyaji was The first K-pop was, I think... The, Boa, I mean B-O-A. Oh, yeah, yeah. Movie. Okay, yeah. right. Boa, Wonder Girls. Uh, yeah, Wonder Girls. Ah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the time. Mm-hmm. But it was like more likely an accepted as a, mm, that's a unique breed came into, you know, in the world. Yes. Okay, it's pretty interesting, but it, that was not an, big enough to be called wave. Right, right. I said, okay, oh, there's something new coming in. Something yeah. new coming in. Okay. And that's where it started developing uh, some interest uh, for those early adopters. Oh, what? Something new? Okay. I want to get to know more about it. And that's where people who are interested in the K dramas and K pop was relatively smaller group and a very smaller, and, but yet very intensive, like a super idolized people. <laughs> wow, is that so crazy about this? But then they slowly they they are the become the ambassador ambassadors to spreading the news to other people. I gotcha. Yes, of course, the ambassadors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then during the time was the time uh, the, the the in terms of the ages, in terms of um, the group of people interested, is more likely an adult level, like maybe twenty five above and thirty above who are. Who has a little bit of um, um, buying power to consume the Korean content because it was not widely spread to other um, worldwide. It's not uh, easy to getting all these contents um, in, in, in from from wherever you are. So you need to buy somewhere. You need to get it somewhere. And there's a special interest group, and you need to somehow need to put an effort to do it. So those people who has a free time to do it only can do it. Mm-hmm. But now it has become third and second, third wave and fourth wave. It may become a widely spread. Mm-hmm. You can get any Korean content everywhere that you just touch in anything in the internet. K-wave is always there. It's, it's already, no need to even call it K-wave. It's just, just it's a part of the culture of our You're right. Our Isn't that right, exactly. Yeah, it's part of it. It's, it's starting to be embedded globally. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And from the age of the group of interesting learning Korean from me used to be an odd adult, my colleagues. 
as a start, right? Uh -huh. And then these these guys become a parents of us. <laughs> right. <laughs> So These kind of parents become parents and they have a child and the kids around. And then they, they sort of like having a fantasize as an idolized already as an okay content is very safe to be consumed by my kids. It's not a toxic, not, not, not much of violence either. Yeah. So it's, it's safe for them to be consumed, for, yeah. them to, for them to consume. So that they slowly exposing them. Even though very young stage, they don't really teach, teach, but then they already, the parents are watching K-dramas and K-pop anyway at home. <laughs> so kids, kids get to know all, all, everything about K-pop and K-dramas every day, day and out, right? Mm -hmm. And then slowly become, when become, they become uh, like a five, six, eight years old and become in the morning and then going to school age. That's where parents are getting involved. Oh, is it? good time for me, my kids to be able to like pick up some new languages, which is, mm -hmm. it's a hot, hot demand out there. Is, yeah, why not you learn Korean language? Yeah. Right? So English is, is used to be number one and still number one, I will have to say, English mm -hmm. and Chinese. There's mm -hmm. two major languages out there, but now become third language is a Korean language. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and I, Daily say that uh, yeah, Korean language might be even overcome in Chinese language one day in, in terms of demand level, mm. in terms of the how many people are you be using it maybe cannot beat them because of the race is uh, way too many populations way big, mm. but that in terms of demand I think Korean language is bigger. So the age has been gone down from the top from the adult I mean from adult level and thirty years so now become a very young kids and I have. So many require, I mean, inquiry coming in almost every day now. Then can you teach my kids? Is it That's my kids so acceptable? Can, can, can they learn now or what? And the kids yeah, are they, like, uh, what, uh, elementary school, middle school? Yeah, elementary school. Well, school. that's a good time to learn, right? They're young and they yeah, can absorb yeah, the language. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And that's, that's where I'm coming in. My, I have a three kids and I have one daughter who's seven years old. I do teach. I teach her, but then, you know, sometimes family members not really working well for the teaching. <laughs> right, right. Parents and kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. So I right. sort of like teaching and I have to have a lot of other Korean teachers coming down and teach my daughters. And I practice, I become a practice body with my my. Oh, my that's kids. nice. That's a good way of doing it. Less stress for you too and pressure for, yeah. the, for, the, for the daughter. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Um, but it's interesting look, very interesting a way of looking at it. And the, the generation has gone down. Mm -hmm. And now, now are the interest, special interest group is the, the under the age, maybe 10 teenagers. And teenagers is actually, they are not much because they are sort of like a, um, what generation, but they know how to consume the Korean content by all by themselves. They can search around, they find it out. Sure. And, this generation, teenager generation is very unique breed. They learn all by themselves. I, and I they, believe they, it. I have to do is watch videos, right? Yeah. Learn it all. Watch you and, on YouTube. Exactly. You know? They know how to find all this information. It's mm -hmm. because information is overflow anyway. So they can mm -hmm. find all this information that they picked up. Only thing they can, they can't really do is, teacher, I... I I think I know how to speak, but I'm not sure I'm good at it. Right. They're not practicing, you mean, or uh, in a real life situation. Yeah. So they yeah. Can't, nobody tells them, oh, you're good. Uh, how good? All right. Uh, there's no feedback. Uh, there's no feedback systems where they can bounce back to uh, how I speak. Hey, I should, you should say it like this. This is better way or more elegant way of speaking. There's no bounce back of the feedback systems where they came. So they came to me. Teacher, I know how to speak, but I just don't know how to improve from where I am. I, I don't think I'm not the native, but I know how to speak, but I can understand all the Korean content, but just that, you know, I have nobody to talk with. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting to me, right? So you can learn it all and understand it, but don't know quite um, right how to grasp it in real life, even though you can speak it. That's fascinating. I didn't even think of that.
Um, so that said, okay, so then we've talked about the waves of K-pop and K-dramas. Now, how do you think, do you know the demographic of people using your, uh, your product? Meaning, uh, I'm assuming still mostly Korean? Yeah, like, you know, so now okay, it's all mostly, mostly Korean. Korean. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, but what's the next level? Like Chinese learning Korean, you're, you're using your product, you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or non-Koreans, I'm kind of curious the people reaching out to you? Okay. Yeah. Um, as, of, as of to today, um, we've been, I mean, me and my team members been discussing with this one for so many rounds, so many years, but then uh, we concluded that, um, okay, we are open to other language to come on board, um, but we are born, we are born and, and we grow, we grew our business from the Korean language. And we cannot drop it. So we will yeah. still focus on the Korean language both of the time. Okay. We want okay. to be um um from the business perspective, we want to be a dominant in a way. Okay, anything they want to learn Korean, this is the way you want to hang out with. You don't have to sign up. We don't have to buy a product, but this is where you want to hang out because we. That's why we we create this as a social platform. Social oh, platform is where, yes. yeah, it's where you can do what you do, do day in, day out. Because, you know, no, it's like, this is a concept where, uh, this is some of what we want to, we, how we pitch other people, I mean, investors out there. A lot of people, a lot of students are learning language or maybe any other subjects. And teachers ask them to do what they, they learn and go and do the homeworks and every day. Right, and the kids yeah. are yeah. the students are don't want to regardless what years uh, age you are. The kids I and mean, the students don't want to do the homework. Right, right. I remember. Right? Yeah. <laughs> However, but the Facebook, Instagram, all these social platforms, no one asks you to do it. That's true. Good point. No one asks you to do all these mm-hmm. things, but you still voluntarily to school out there and share what you have done and what you have learned. Right. I have eaten, whatever. This is where they voluntarily just they share what they have done. And that's what this I do see as an education should be. Mm-hmm. Immerse. I mean, you Immersed do what you do, and that's part of learning all the time. It, sh- it shouldn't be a, like in a way that teacher teaches you, and you got to do the homework all the time. And if it's the, the name of the homework assignment come to you already like, uh, uh, I don't want to do it. I yeah, just put all right. the you know, the lower lowest priority all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, well, do, you, would do the Facebook, you do the Facebook Instagram first before doing homework. Of course. Yeah. Homework, homework is the last thing on each other. But I'm hearing immersing yourself. You keep saying it's an experience, right? So I'm going to pivot now because this, you know what I do. I make K-drama watching an experience, meaning mm-hmm. I connect it just like you're an engineer by the trade. I am in mental health and I specialize working with people for their mental health. And what I use is K-dramas mm-hmm. to help people understand, you know, families, conflict, mm-hmm. you know, communication, uh, a lot of difficulties. K-dramas do a great job of showing that. Yeah, so that yeah. said, I'll ask you, how do you think, and, and what, are, what are your thoughts on how I've immersed mental health in a K-drama experience? I guess I wanted to ask you what you thought of that because you're doing the same thing when it comes to language. Okay. Um, but may, I'm not a doctor, but yeah, just from, from the perspective of consuming and utilizing the K-contents, during the class and even in all, all range of ages, right? Even kids mm-hmm. and adults. Mm-hmm. To me, K-content has been uh, in the industry and a well-known um, content for uh, not toxic. I mean, very less toxic, mm. right? And there's a, always a positive impact on the K-content, mm-hmm. right? And... Yeah. I do understand, I mean, I, I approach this way all the time. Last time when we were young, there was definitely uh, some idol, all the, K, the, the you know, pop dancers and Michael Jackson, whoever. Yeah. There was yeah. always an idolization has been there all this while. Yes. But this K-pop 
or a K-contains isolation has been turning these, these things are upside down as in, back then idol was like a center of gossip, a center of a little bit of violence and they do something interesting which can get all the attention from, from the worldwide. But now the K contents has been turned upside down. They did a good things. They get a they, they, they attention from many people. They did. I mean, I don't. I don't want to keep mentioning about BTS, but they has to be has to be one because they they've been doing it well, um, promoting the how K-pop and K content should be should look like. Yeah, they no, do, I think it's great to use them, and that's why they're so popular too, right? Yeah, they're doing something. They bring good. all the good, good vibe to the listeners and audience, and you know, like love yourself and all this. The lyrics of the contents of the K-pop, um, the songs, is containing the very good messages yeah. to our uh, to youngsters and warm and positive, and sometimes very inspiring. Mm. In, in yeah, I agree. No, I agree. And I think that's why they have an army <laughs> because yeah. a lot of people, yeah, <laughs> as a joke, um, relate to it. And that's why, I mean, as you can understand K-pop and then of course I translate it to K-dramas and the messages that these writers write mm -hmm. in their mm -hmm. stories, right? Yep. Now, do you watch K-dramas? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't do like intensively uh, some people like they they watch it like from beginning to the end, end of episode <laughs> 26 episode yeah. one go i don't do that but yes i do regularly uh watch okay them. well of course i can't i can't finish this interview without asking what are some of your favorite k-dramas or things that you've enjoyed um i watch those dramas are Maybe just my preference, and I don't watch the K dramas, which is lovey dovey stuff anymore. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, fair enough. And because I, this has been all time, um, somewhat like become a very popular last time. So I've been grown up in the, with that kind of content. So yes. I, I'm kind of like, um, okay, that's how it works, and it's sort of like you know, been known, well known subject that subject, right? Mm -hmm. Now I watch those are very thriller and story basis as in likely happening around the world ah. around our situations not like lovey-dovey the handsome arm you know, <laughs> so you like riding uh, on the horse yeah. <laughs> so what are you so let, let me see the let, let me think let me see if i can predict what you like watching i mean i mean okay well i'm the thriller of the zombies <laughs> but that's not realistic ah zombies um entertaining itself but yeah it was not like yeah even last night in, in the recent zombie dramas that i watched yeah. I, was like, I talked to my wife and well yeah they it's a well-made but um i wouldn't you know mm -hmm. fall for it <laughs> yeah yeah no and i don't i mean zombies are hard for me to watch so i don't necessarily like that but so then I'm, I'm trying to guess what else okay thrillers i'm trying to think i'm trying to think my name Mm -hmm. My name, mm -hmm. uh, my name was very well made. I was, it was so good until to the level that every time it pop up on my YouTube channel, I cannot, I cannot stop clicking on it. Like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> I'm cracking up. You love my name so much. See, okay, yeah. let me see. Okay, you like thrillers. So um, Squid Game? Squid Game, yes, I watched it and... Um, but it was 50 50. And then, yeah, and yeah, intro point uh, was like, okay, it could, it mm -hmm. could possibly happen. But afterwards, like, like where oh, the I see. Yeah. Things so the happening. Oh, you, so you really, really go for the realistic, like DP? Yeah, very realistic. DP, yes, that's very one, one of the very good things. And like, yeah, they make it into so realistic. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was in Army. So, I mean, military uh, service. Yeah. So yeah, I could understand how these things work. Yeah, and, and I, you can understand why when I look at my name in DP, I like to break it down because of the psyche, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Um, okay, so then, but do you have a favorite? Do you have one that you really like? I mean, it looked like my name you really liked, but another one? <laughs> my name, and I, I'm. this might be a little bit old one, but I uh, very often use during my class, which is my mister. <gasps> I love my mister. Yeah, that is my uh, favorite. Top two, yeah. 
Nine Mister and Reply 1988 are are my top. Yeah, it, it's sort of like when I use these contents, my class they might think that ah, oh, these so old, blah blah blah. It's but not old. It's 2018 it, drama. But content wise. Oh, content wise, maybe. But it is still. Oh my goodness, Yun Sam, I love it. You use it in your language classes? Yes, I do. I do. Okay, tell me how. Because, because I mean. My Mister, the YouTube channel, uh, the contents that has been somehow they, they I don't know how they why they do it did that way, but they cut it in a very short clip, mm -hmm. and the the clip wise actually um uh the scene based and that the if you remember the my Mister the how they actually the shoot the video it was they are very much like a conversational one to one yes. one person yeah. to talk to the other person and yeah. it's. There's not much of background music all the time. It was like right. very quiet place yeah. and they're very yeah. focusing on what they are saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the, the content, the content they're saying is so beautiful and so realistic. It is, it is. So realistic. And I learned from the drama and saying, wow, yeah, we adults also have that kind of tendency of looking down the youngsters who has brought up, um, brought up, grown up such a background and they have a very, um, you know, not so fortunate lifestyle, all this, but they, he's looking at them the other angle, which I learned that I, I also have that kind of tendency. And I learned that, yeah, I did that way. I'm sorry, oh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that before. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm and, loving this. I mean, you're already, you're, you're kind of feeding already my interview. I don't need to ask you about what you learned from a K-drama, but it sounds like my mister, you really learned a lot, I guess, personally about yourself and your perspective yes, I, of things. The content is very good. As in like, I myself as a Korean learn from it. As in, yeah, so good. I mean, like very realistic and touching the stories and the, the talking, the, the, the dialects is like, perfect as in like wow mm -hmm. would would i be able to say this one when i into this kind of situation i i, I question myself could i could i can i be like, like him or her in this yeah. situation and and that actually somewhat relevant to uh, your way of teaching or maybe utilizing the Korean content to 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 do the patients maybe maybe yeah just like you, you because, just kind of reflecting on you know, why you're experiencing something and how you could respond by looking at a K-drama, like the Ajashi responding to, you know, Jian, yeah. right? How she, yeah. he, and his, the kindness he showed or things like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I need you to say something in Korean for the audience uh, about how, and you can say this in Korean, how did my mister make you feel? And I, we want to, we want to hear the Korean language, right? So why don't you share a little <laughs> bit in Korean? How it made you feel and what you what what you enjoyed about it in Korean. Mm, 네. 아, 나의 아저씨는 음, 저의 최 최애 작품입니다. 최애 작품인데 이게 왜 좋으냐면 음, 삶이 그러니까 삶이 우리의 삶이 아주 각박하잖아요. 각박한데도 이 각박한 삶을 산, 사는 중에서도 각각의 각각의 개인들이 갖고 있는 성향 그그 그 관계 관계를 아주 정확하게 딱 짚고 있어요. 정확하게 짚고 있는데 그 좋은 사람도 있고 나쁜 사람도 있다라는 게 그걸 보, 같이 보여주면서 아, 좋은 사람은 이렇게 행동하고 나쁜 사람은 이렇게 행동하는구나. 그걸 다 악이, 악이, 악용하는구나. 좋은 사람들은 그걸 다르게 보는구나를 정확하게 이렇게 선을 그 선이 이렇게 정확하게 이렇게 그려져 있지는 않습니다. 근데 그걸 보면서 아 나도 그랬지 나도 이런 생각을 갖고 있었어 아 이러면 안 됐는데 내가 그때 좀 잘할 걸 그런 느낌을 이렇게 가슴 속에 이렇게 뭐랄까 이렇게 머리를 꽝 때린 느낌 어. 머리를 이렇게 확 때린 느낌 그 느낌을 딱 받으면서 저도 이제 남자지만 그뭐 가끔 이제 제 아내가 저를 보면서 너는 또왜 울어? <웃음> 그래서 울었어요? <웃음> 네, 저는 저는 가끔 이렇게 보면서 야 저걸 자 내가 저 이성균 씨죠 이성균 씨그그 그 연기를 할때야 내가 저 나이가 돼서 저 사람이 되면 저렇게 할수 있을까? 음. 
저렇게 하도록 노력해야겠다. 내가 내가 뭐 세상을 바꾸지는 못할지언정 내 개인으로서는 저런 사람이 되도록 노력을 해야겠다라는 생각을 정말 많이 했습니다. 네. <웃음> <laughs> wow, there's so I'll be honest, a couple of vocabulary words I did not understand. So mm. I'll have to, yeah, you said I was like, what what does that word mean? What does that word mean? <laughs> But that's okay. I'm learning, right? I'm you just I got to hear your, I guess, uh, your emotion come out because you shared in Korean. And then it's so much powerful, even when you shared it, right? Yeah, um, and then I I was I was experiencing just like you're teaching Korean. It was difficult because I missed some words, but I still was immersed in the experience to yeah, get yeah. your emotion. Thank yeah. you for that. So I think I need to learn Korean from you. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it. <laughs> we'll to talk about it. Because this is why to me, Korean, you know, K-dramas, uh, I still use the subtitles. Now, sometimes I'll forget to put it on and I'll listen and go, oh, I didn't use the subtitles. But when, when I find that I listen and then I also see the subtitles, the subtitles are not always accurate, right? Mm. But when you hear the actual expression, it's so much more powerful in Korean, my right? Yeah, I'm like right. that. And I'll say to my husband, that subtitle is so wrong. They, they need to fix that. It, it, it takes, <laughs> and he's like, they probably don't know how to explain it in English, yeah. which is true. So some of the things like it's so powerful in Korean, right? Yeah. So um, that's somewhat like um, relevant to how I evolved from where I used to be teaching, where I, last time when I was been doing the systematic web learning, right? Like more likely one-to-one, -one. like A in English is B for Korean. Yes. Right. That, that used to be worked that way a long time ago. But now after learning all these language perspective, language doesn't work that way. Mm. It carries just different... Um, meanings, different feeling, different sense as it is from, from the English word. So you need to pick that, that sense rather than just a meaning of it, right? Only then you will, you will understand and be able to immerse into their situation, not just picking up the word that this meaning, A, B, C, M, was Hagwa is apple. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know Hagwa is apple. No, no one knows, but everybody knows it. Yeah. But just being utilizing in that context is different. It's not just no longer just an apple anymore. It is some other ways and other things. It is. Thing. So it's more about not being literal. Yes. You know, it's more, uh, I guess it's more um, interpretive or figurative. And then Korean slang, like, you know, now they say, sometimes I'm like, you know, use, and I learned it through the Korean dramas because I'm not in Korea, so I don't hear the latest slang. I just, uh, yes. I just realize they say things like namchin or, you know, <laughs> chimek and tomek and you know what I mean? It's so fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is so cool. Uh, but that's another part of the Korean language that is becoming real. That we that's right. Yeah. 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 That's, so, um, I, mm -hmm. that's one uniqueness of the Korean language. Yeah. It's, um, I, I guess, yes, um, other languages may have it, but to me, Korean language is very well-versed and very flexible in a way. Mm -hmm. And it's very customizable. And that's that's where I'm coming in from the you know systematic perspective. You know, like programming customization is so good. Yeah. And I love it. And Korean is so so like this, so customizable. Nice and you can come up with any word that you want. Yeah. And, and they do, because I just remember listening and I'm going, did they just say that in English? You know what I mean? <laughs> and they, I go, wait, wait, they just said it in English with the Korean accent. So yeah, I yeah, just went, yeah. I think it's so funny when they're like, let's talk about our situation, situation they use in Korean. Yes, I, yes, I mean, yes. they say it in Korean and I'm like, that's, that's English word. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, I think it is customizable. So I need to get more comfortable even doing that in in Korean, speaking Korean. But if I don't know all the language, I'll just speak right. English. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> you right. You know, because right. they'll understand it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. so that's, what, that's how I teach my my kid, my students as well. I mean, if you don't know the word, mm -hmm. it's okay. You just utilize an English word for it, for that particular word. Sure. You don't sure. you don't stop the conversations and go out there and find the dictionary. No, that's not how it should be working. As long as you understand the context of the sentence, okay, yeah. utilizing all these things, and 
Use those words that you don't know, replace it in English. Mm -hmm. That's it. And that, yeah. that will go and people can understand what you're saying. Because Korean novels are well-versed in English and they, they, they do use in English day in, day out. It's just a pronunciation might be slightly different, but they can get it. No worries. Yeah. So yeah. that's what is the language for. You need to use it to communicate, not to stop there and make it perfect. I love it. You know, and you know, my favorite English word that Koreans use, they say condition, condi condition, but condition, and I crack up going, that is so funny. Is there a Korean word for condition though? Because they don't, they don't say the Korean word they said in English. Uh, no, nobody says chokkan. Everyone says condition. <laughs> condition. Yeah. Uh Condition, uh, yeah. Oh, right? so I that, don't hear that, that content. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I'm not good with that condition. Yeah, uh, you don't say I, I, it, makes, it, it makes me laugh when they use condition and situation, and I crack up. It, but it just yeah. means you said customizable. Um, and now that they use some of that. So, anyways, Yunsem, any last words uh, for the audience or anything you want to share that I didn't get to ask you? Um, I do always say to my students this way, um, you picked up language, which, uh, the, which is very hard demand. And my, my and they, Korean language is one of the hard demand out there. I mean, you are in the right track. You are learning this. You have interest in learning Korean. That's so be it. And I'm not here to ask you to come to Ubito, but as long as you pick up the language of Korean language, so be it. go ahead, find the best teachers, teachers and educators out there. But I'm pretty sure that you will come across Ubito one day because Ubito will be there for Korean language. And we do have a lot of developments ongoing. We'll be coming across your, your way of learning Korean language. And I'm pretty sure that if you get to know about me and doing this, and that's where we're hiding to. And I'm pleased, um, you know, enjoy what I'm doing and Ubito is doing. And, Feel free to jump on it and see what you, you, you can get from here. And doesn't have to be, I, I mean, it has to be continuous. It has to be, I mean, so-called because jumbo. <laughs> you gotta get going, you gotta get going. It's, the language has to be always practice and practice yeah. daily. Day Continual, now. yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And folks, you can find him on Instagram, YouTube as Yun Sem, Sem, Sem for teacher, I'm assuming. You know, we all know yeah, the slang right. Sem. That's the other thing. I remember going, what are they saying? Sam? What? Oh, oh something uh, It's weird, yes. right? It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. That's um, why I say it's customizable. <laughs> it is customizable. Thank you so much. I loved having you on and I cannot just wait to keep in touch with you and, and just watch you grow and everything. So I appreciate Thank it. You Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye.